Welcome to the fattest girl in the room. This is a podcast about being a fat girl in a not so fat friendly world. Welcome back to the fattest girl in the room. I am your hostess with the mostest, Tay, and this is a podcast about fat girl life, fat girl problems, and the overall fat girl experience, because as you guessed it, I am a fat girl. Um, So get ready to get candid, maybe a little too personal, and to really dig into the fat girl life. Because I believe if you love your body, you have your confidence, and you can live your best life, which is my ultimate goal. I really want everyone to live their best lives. So I had this whole like schedule set up that was going to start today, and I had like episodes edited for a while, and then uh, the world kind of blew up. <laughs> with the coronavirus. And so I wanted to uh, stop for a minute and quickly record an episode on self-care in in the midst of a crisis like this. There's a lot of panicking going on. Uh, There is a lot of uncertainty that is out there. And so I really wanted to talk about self-care just in general, taking care of yourself to talk about the virus a little bit, although I'm not an expert and I don't know anything about it. I do know that you need to wash your hands. That's about it. And more importantly, I want to talk about money related things. I know that's like a big thing that's on everyone's mind. So we'll talk a little bit about that. So uh, if you are new to this podcast, and most of you probably are, my name is Tay. I am a blogger. Uh, You can find my lovely blog musings at hellotay.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-T-A-E-E dot com. I write about plus size fashion, lifestyle, beauty. I'm very makeup obsessed these days. Um, And I do a little bit of money and I think we'll be bringing in more money because I know it's such an important topic, especially today. Uh, Self-care, you know, treating yourself, just, just so many lifestyle topics. I don't talk about food because I am a shit cook. (laughs) And I don't talk about uh, being a mom because I'm not a mom. Uh, But I talk about almost every other aspect of uh, life, specifically from the angle of a fat girl. And um, which also includes dating, by the way, it's a huge topic. And it's one of the more popular blog topics. So um, and today, like I said, we are going to be talking about self care during a crisis. Um, what is self-care? So first of all, self-care is this like really big buzzword that's kind of just like tossed out there. And I think everyone thinks that they know what it is, but I, I went and looked up the definition of self-care because I was curious, um, to make sure that I knew what I was talking about. First of all, I do like to do a little bit of research. So I went onto this website, it's called psychcentral.com. You can find the link in the show notes as with any other link that I use. So self-care, according to them, is something that you do for the purpose of caring for your mental, emotional, or physical health, aka you are caring for yourself. However, what's probably more important than knowing what self-care is, is is knowing what self-care isn't. And so that is that self-care is not something that you force yourself to do. So self-care is not going to the gym if you hate going to the gym, if it stresses you out. That's not self-care. And it's not something that takes away from you. Uh, So self-care, the purpose of it is to refuel you. So if you're, you're giving something away, and I'm not necessarily talking about exercise. If you're doing yoga, yes, it is expending energy, but it is also giving you relaxation and and um, getting rid of some of your anxiety. So that that's not counting for here. But if you if it's taking something away from you, that's not self-care. So for example, a great one for me is I, uh, <laughs> I tell myself that writing on Hello Tay is self-care because yeah, it's a business aspect, but I love doing it. It's not. <laughs> Just clarify, it is a business thing. I really do enjoy doing it. And so that is why I do it, but it's not self-care. 
So, uh, and the last thing that's really important to know is that self-care is not selfish. (laughs) It's okay to put yourself first. In fact, I am a firm believer that I should always put myself first. I think it's incredibly important that I come first in my world. And so, um, but well, we often think that self-care is being selfish, especially if you have a family, if you have children, um, if you have a significant other, those people you tend to put ahead of yourself, especially as women, because we do feel that ex- um, that extended pressure to take care of others. And so I am a f- I'm a firm advocate of treating yourself, of putting yourself first. So you will never tell <laughs> you'll never hear me tell you to put anyone besides yourself first. You may take that advice. You may not. Um, it is all up to you. So why is this so important? Look, self-care is important in any context. I I don't think, I think we talk about it a lot as then we post a lot of memes on Instagram and and we throw stuff out there, but we don't really practice it. And I say that knowing that I am terrible, terrible, terrible at practicing self-care, um, myself. So, but it's really important because we're in the middle of a crisis. That means that people are panicking, anxieties through the roof. Look, I am not a person that's particularly affected by this crisis myself. Yes, someone will tell me that, of course, you're affected for, you know, so-and-so reason. That's fine. But for the most part, I sit at my home all day and work. I'm not in, I don't really interact with a lot of people on a daily basis unless I go out to the store which I can still currently do in Canada, in Calgary, where I live. Um, I go out for my girlfriends or with my girlfriends every once in a while. But, you know, I'm not a terribly um, active person out in the world in on any everyday basis. So really, um, and I'm not sick. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a healthy woman. I don't spend a lot of time with elders. I don't have anyone in my life that is particularly in my close life. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's obviously people I have grandparents and all that kind of thing, but I don't interact with them on a regular enough basis for that to be a concern that I'm going to carry that to them. And I also, because I'm not outside, I'm not really getting it. My only um, outside, you know, source for germs is my roommate who is in sales so I guess it's entirely possible that he could bring it home. But honestly, if either of us got it, we would both be fine. We're both, you know, in our late 20s. We're both healthy. We both relatively take care of ourselves, besides the fact that we eat a lot of pizza. You know, that kind of thing. So I'm not someone that is particularly uh, physically affected, we'll say, by the uh, crisis that's going on. That said... Um, the panic in the world that's out there, the constant parade of the media, my friends texting me and telling me, oh, you know, this person, this official just said this and this official said that, that makes my anxiety shoot through the roof, even though I know that my physical, um, my phys- or the, the effect that it's going to have on me physical is little, you know, uh, if the, if Canada as a whole goes into a quarantine for two weeks, honestly, it's going to be like my normal two weeks. <laughs> Sounds sad, but it's true. I'll take out a few events, replace them with movies. I'll call it a day. I'll go on and that's fine. But that added stress and anxiety and social media and all that kind of stuff, it's, it adds to your physical and mental strain. And so self-care is really, really important. So I do get that there's nothing you can do about the world around you. Um, And I'm not even saying that, you know, don't worry about the coronavirus, you'll be fine. I'm not saying that at all. There are definitely people that this will affect. There are definitely people who have to be very careful about it. Um, There are going to be people who are going to die from it. It's very unfortunate. I really, really, really wish it didn't happen. However, I can't change any of that stuff. I can only affect what I do. And so it's really, really hard. I know this to not get caught up. Um, And, you know, especially for people who are, if you work in the retail world and you're not able to go to work, that's a big problem. If you are coming home for the first time to work and you're trying to work remotely, trying to figure out that, that's a big problem. Those are all stressors in your life. Even for me, I mean, the most affected that I'm going to be from the coronavirus will be from a work basis. I do 
I mean, I obviously work for myself. I do writing. I do marketing. And so those are kind of the things that are going to get cut first from businesses that are trying to save money and keep on employees. So I will see an effect in that in my business. I'm not expecting to see a ton of client work um, or new client work, added client work coming in the next two months unless I really solicit it, which I yeah, I obviously will intend to do. But, you know, that's a, that's a thing. It will affect my business. Um, but I obviously have the uh, capability of pivoting. So I maybe I'm in a more advantaged stage than everyone else. So I can't um, I can't tell you how to feel about your situation. I do know that it sucks. Everyone is going to face something that's going to really suck. Um, and so it's, it's going to be really hard for us not to feel that pull and not to react to it. Um, so that's why I think this episode is so important. I really, really, really want to bring it back to you. Um, I want to reiterate, I want to reiterate that no matter what is happening in the world, you are the most important person and you need to take care of you first. Like I said, I don't have kids. I don't have a husband. I don't need to worry about taking care of other people. I have a roommate. I expect that he will take care of himself. I have a dog. He relies on me. I feed him and I give him bananas. He's usually very happy. We go out for a walk a few times a day. It's all good. Um, So I don't, you know, I don't know what your life looks like, but I do know that if you don't care for yourself, you are not going to be able to take care of anyone else. If you are sick, if you are stressed out, if you are unhappy, you know, your mental state is going to affect how you care for others. So not your kids, not your husband, no one is going to be cared for by you if you are not physically and mentally able to do so. So (laughs) with that said, let's talk about some ways that we can practice self-care amidst the world that we are currently living in. Um, Since you cannot just head down to the spa, give yourself a weekend, and honestly, even if you could head out to a spa today, um, a lot of us can't afford that. And so I'm not an advocate for us putting that on our credit card when we can't afford it. So coronavirus-specific self-care actions. Number one, wash your hands, girl. (laughs) I, I am saying this because it is really, really important. I am trusting that you know this. Um, but if you don't, you may as well start today. I am not a doctor. I am not a coronavirus expert. I don't really know anything about the virus except for that what I read on the CBC this morning. Um, and I kind of only half read it. Let's be honest, we all scan news articles these days. But I do know <laughs> I was raised by a nurse. And I do know how to wash my hands properly. So you soap those bad boys up. You run them underwater. You rub those babies in all the nooks and crannies for 20 seconds minimum. Guys, give it a 30-second wash. Go the extra effort for this one. Um, And also, kind of as a side note, I do wash my face several times a day, too. Um, That's actually a habit that started before any sort of sickness was going around because I have particularly oily skin. So I wash all of that off. Now I probably wash my face three or four times. Make sure to take care of that kind of stuff. And make sure to, if you're going to wash your face that you wash it with clean hands because that's just gross. Um, don't touch your face. That's a great rule. That's the second rule of coronavirus stuff. Don't touch your face. It's really tempting. So if you do touch your face, wash it. That's what I do. That's why I wash my face so much right now. Um, it's, it is so hard not to touch your face. I have... I mean, if you're, if you're actively trying to do it, you realize how impossible it is. I literally just scratched my nose. So that's, <laughs> I obviously have that problem. Um, wipe your area down, whatever you're doing. Give it a quick wipe with some sort of disinfectant. These are just normal things. These are things that I'm hoping that you're hearing from other people and not just me. But if you're hearing them for the first time, that's cool too. Limit your interaction with others. This is especially the case um, in my mind for the for those that you don't interact with on a regular basis. If you're meeting new people, um, for example, going out to a bar, you're obviously going to interact with a server you don't normally interact with and a bunch of people. And so the more people that you interact with, the more at risk you are from getting a virus. That's just how it works. Um, this is a thing where, the, where the more audience you have is not a better thing. Um, so inter- limit those people, limit those interactions. I mean, I, it's, it's going to be impossible if you have to go out on any factor. I, even if you have to go like, I don't know, get cough drops to the store or get food for you to eat this week. You're obviously going to have to talk to some people. You're going to have to interact with some people, keep your distance, uh, and limit your interactions. 
Uh, that said, you know, we all have roommates or significant others or uh, your dog is fine as far as I know. <laughs> um, but those kind of people that you're going to interact with on a regular basis, I mean, there's probably not much you can do except for, I mean, keep your distance. But um, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're quarantined with someone in another space and neither of you are leaving, you're probably pretty safe. You're probably not going to get the virus from anywhere. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. And if you are sick, take a load off, guys. Stay in bed. Watch that TV. Put on a movie with Chris Evans in it and just enjoy yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Read a book. Relax. Do nothing. Sleep. If you are sick, take care of yourself. It is so important. This is not specific to any kind of virus that's going on. That's ridiculous if it was. Um, This is just a normal thing. If you are sick, do not go to work on any occasion, <laughs> not related to any current pandemic that might be going on. All right. So that's the, that's the boring stuff. That's the stuff that I feel obligated to tell you just as a normal human being. If you haven't heard it, I, and then I hope you've heard it like 6 million times from everyone and that it's annoying. And you were like, Oh my goodness, I really want to shut off this podcast, but I kind of want to get into the good stuff. Now we're going to get to the good stuff. So what should you be doing for self-care on the regular? Um, There are so many different things that you can do for self-care just on your everyday basis. And there are, you know, it's going to vary person to person. What what are the things that, you know, relax us, keep us calm, recharge us, all that kind of thing. So number one, number one is always get the right amount of sleep. Look, someone out there who is more medically competent than me recommends seven to eight hours of sleep a night for an adult. I actually get around six hours of sleep personally, sometimes that is definitely enough and sometimes it's not. And it really just happens. I think for me it happens or it, um, it's related to everything else that's going on with my body and and my stress levels and all that kind of thing. But I actually can't really sleep for more than six hours. So, um, you know, whatever the right amount for sleep is for you, get it. Uh, if you're not sleeping, you're not recharging, you're not relaxing, you're not growing, I mean, at this point, are we all growing? Whatever. Mentally, I will say. Uh, But just make sure that you're getting the right amount of sleep because it changes so many things. Like not having enough sleep changes so many things about your personality, your physicality, um, your mental health area. Like just just get the right amount of sleep. That's all I'm saying. Um, Spend time with those you love, your friends and family. That's super important when it comes to self-care. I think sometimes we maybe misunderstand self-care to be like shutting yourself in your room and turning on Netflix and calling it a day. That's not the case. Don't get me wrong. That might be the kind of self-care you need in a certain situation. But in a lot of cases, um, the kind of self-care that you need is maybe more human interaction. If you're like me and you spend a lot of time on your own, tapping away at your computer, working late at the night. And I love doing that, but you know, it does take you away from social interaction. And that's kind of some, that is something that we need as human beings. So if your, if your idea of self-care is to talk to your mom or hang out with your friends or whatever, um, put that into your self-care regime, make sure that that's really important to you. And, and that it, that's something that fits into your schedule. We're going to have to do a coronavirus edit onto this one, because I know that we're not supposed to be interacting with people, with other human beings in a physical sense. <laughs> so if you're trying to get your interaction with people and you're not able to physically be with them, or you shouldn't physically be with them, um, there's a few things that you can do. Um, you can conference call it. If you want to hang out with a group of friends on a Friday night and you guys can't all be together in the same room, there is nothing to say that you cannot dial each other on the phone, grab your wine and gossip and bitch like you normally would on a Friday night just over the phone. Is it as fun? No, of course it's not, but it will still give you that interaction and, um, that, uh, opportunity to uh, have that conversation and to experience those people, their company, even if they're not there with you. This also works for Google Hangout. If you want to be on video, that's super cool. There's actually a lot of free ways that you can do this. Google Hangout, Skype. Um, Most phone carriers allow you to do a uh, call, all that kind of thing. So there's lots of ways that you can do that. Um, so call your mom if you need to, guys. Get some wine. Call your mom. Call your best friend. I actually talk to my mom probably for like two to four hours a week on the phone. 
Uh, she doesn't live by me. She lives about an hour and a half away. So I call my mom very often. It's a, it's probably, it's probably something that I don't identify as self-care, but definitely is. I like to talk to my mom. So, um, no judgment here. Definitely call your mom. Um, check in with medical care. Do not put up put off your checkups, your visits to doctors, your pap test. This is a huge one, guys. Oh my goodness. I had my pap test a while ago and I was talking to my doctor. She's my family doctor. She's been my family doctor for, you know, probably four or five years. She's lovely, lovely lady. Um, and she was telling me that people are so hesitant to get their pap test done. They, they don't want to take the time to do it. It hurts, whatever. And um, she said it boggles her mind the amount of people, especially in a place like Canada, where um, our pap tests are covered by Alberta Healthcare. We don't have to, it's not something you have to pay for separately. I, know, I, I do understand that not everyone has that luxury. So I, I get that. Um, but we have that luxury here. And she's, you know, she said it's, it, it is paramount to preventing disease and, and bad things from happening to you. And I can speak to that specifically. I had. Um, a few years ago, I had some irregular pap tests. I ended up having to get a leap procedure, which is a fairly, or which is a fairly serious surgery where they put you out and remove precancerous cells from your cervix. So, and I, that would have never, ever, ever been caught had I not had my pap test because I, you know, there's no different feeling for that. I had no idea that was going on in my body. Um, and it still took like three or four pap tests to even figure that out in the first place. So uh, it is really, really important. So don't put off those checkups and visits to your doctor and don't, don't put off getting that pap test. And I do want to put a caveat here because I know for us fat ladies, it can be really hard to go to a doctor. It can be really embarrassing. And, um, God episode idea. I'm going to have to bring a doctor on because I think it's really important. Um, this whole topic of medical care is so important, but I know it can be really embarrassing to go to a doctor because I find, or, and, and the feedback that I find that I get from other people, I've always, I have a really good family doctor. I got her when I became an adult. I went and found, found my own family doctor, someone that I could see on a regular basis. And she is absolutely lovely. And so is anyone else at the clinic that I've seen, um, you know, when she wasn't available or anything like that. However, I get lots of conversations. I've had lots of conversations with other plus size women who have told me that they go to the doctor and they feel like shit when they leave the doctor because the doctor is telling them that they have to lose weight or they basically the doctor makes them feel bad. And I don't necessarily think that that's the doctor's intention, although it might be, they might just be a really mean person. I don't really know. Um, but they walk out of the doctor's office and it sounds like the solution to every one of their problems is to lose weight. Uh, and I think that's unfair because I know that there's a lot of assessments that go into that and there's a lot of factors that go into, um, weight and health and you can be a healthy person that is fat just for the record, in case that's something that you didn't know. Um, I'm here to tell you, you can be healthy and fat. Yay. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing barring you from that. Um, and I do think that as a plus size woman, a lot of my like, we'll say health concerns in quotations have been like, you know, thrown off as being, you know, well, you are fat. So <laughs> that's, that's probably has something to do with it. And if you clear that up, it will probably clear up and it might, and it might not. Um, like I said, not something I've experienced in my adult life, but you know, every once in a while I come across that. So that's, I, I do understand that feeling. What I would encourage you to do is go to the doctor and just don't listen. <laughs> I, and I'm not telling you not to listen to your doctor's advice of like, you know, take this medication or, or in some cases, yeah, lose weight or, you know, do whatever, but don't take it personally because, um, if that doctor is a jerk, it's not your problem. It's not your problem there. That's their own problem. That's a them problem. Um, you can choose to walk away and not listen to that advice. Um, and also if you find that to be a constant thing from a doctor that you have, find a new doctor. I, I do realize that's hard and it's not super easy to do. Um, but, um, start now and hopefully in, you know, a year or two, you will have a new doctor that is as respectful and lovely and nice. I think you should walk out of your doctor um, your doctor's office and not feel like shit about yourself. I think that's just a general rule of humanity that you should feel good about yourself when you walk into your doctor or you feel 
seen and, and heard and taken care of. And I do understand that the job of a doctor is very hard, one that I will never, ever do in my life and never want to do and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I do, I, I, I it would encourage you to find a doctor that is very respectful and lovely and pleasant to work with and answers your questions because there are some really, really, really good ones out there. And like every other profession, there are some really bad ones. All right, that's my rant on doctor's offices. Number three, let's spend time doing things that you love to do. For me, um, my like top three or top four, I think, picks that I've laid out here are watch TV show, play a video game, read a book or listen to a podcast. These are all entertainment-based things. They don't really require you to do anything except for hang out. Um, for recommendations... I love to give recommendations. I'm a true crime junkie. Everyone should probably know that. If you don't know, I run a podcast called The Lady Dicks Podcast. You can go check that out. It's a paranormal comedy podcast I run with my two girlfriends. Um, so go check that out. I will link it in the show notes. So I would, that's my top recommendation. Go hang out with us. Our sound is a little bit off right now, which is kind of a bummer, but that's okay. Um, I would recommend one of the witch episodes or one of the uh, the ghost ship episodes. Those are always my favorite. Um, I would also recommend True Crime Obsessed, the last podcast on the left, and Crime Junkie is what I'm listening to right now. It's not actually funny, um, and there's there's things that I don't like about it, but generally speaking, I just listen to almost the whole the whole bank of episodes in the last week. So realistically, I'm obviously liking it. Let's be honest. Uh, for TV shows, I recommend if you are a sci-fi nerd, and even if you're not, check out HBO's Avenue 5. It actually just ended on Sunday, but if you haven't watched it, there's like six episodes you can watch. It's fantastic. Um, for all of those fat ladies who want to see some lovely, beautiful, bodacious women represented on TV. Um, I recommend checking out Shrill. I actually haven't checked it out, but it's at the top of my list, which is why I'm recommending it. I've heard amazing things about it, including from some of my guests. Uh, that I think is also by HBO. And then for the film, I wholeheartedly recommend Knives Out <laughs> because it has Chris Evans in it. And it's actually really, really good. Um, and then if you, I did mention video games and I, I'm not everyone is a video game person, a gamer. I'm not really a gamer, but I do enjoy, um, when I was a kid, I used to play Sims all the time. So I really do still enjoy playing that. Me and my sister do. Sometimes we sit together and play it. We're really weird. Um, so that's something you should do. Spend time doing something you love. Don't waste all of your time watching TV or doing anything. There are definitely more productive things you could do. Um, you could also read a book. I did mention read a book. Um, I have some book reviews up on Hello Tay if you're into thrillers and that kind of thing. That's what I'm doing. Um, if you are a budding entrepreneur or you think you want to be, I would recommend a book called She Means Business by Carrie Green. The review isn't actually up on Hello Tay yet. It will be up, but it's actually just in the, the que because I release book reviews on Sundays normally. And if you're looking for a book to make you feel awesome about yourself as a fat lady, there is a book called You Have the Right to Remain Fat, really short book, really lovely book by a woman named... Virgie Tover. Tovar? Tover? I will link to that in the show notes in case you are interested in that. It's a great book. Um, we'll be talking about it later on the podcast, not this particular episode, but later in general on the podcast, just because it's a really good read. But if you want to read it, I would recommend it. Um, get off your butt. That's my number four recommendation. Uh, that would be to take a walk, do some yoga in your house, have a solo dance party. I realize that we're all in quarantine or most of us are in quarantine and shouldn't be leaving our house. Um, for the record, I still do leave my house. I'm in relative quarantine, but I will take my dog for a walk. He, he doesn't need to be inside 24 seven if it is warm enough for him to walk outside. So I do take him for a walk. So go walk around the block if you can. Um, and if you can't, uh, open a YouTube video and do some yoga or do an at-home exercise. Later on the uh, blog this week, I will actually be throwing my favorite um, exercise routines that you can do at home for plus-size women, specifically for plus-size women. Um, so you can go to the blog and check that out. Uh, number five is eat something good for you. There's no, uh, For whatever reason, 
mostly because that's what <laughs> that's how bodies work. But if I'm feeling really bad about myself, especially if I'm just feeling really gross and ugh, if I have a salad, it it does wonders. It works wonders. I'm not saying I like lose 20 pounds and start looking like a bikini model or anything of that, nor do I feel just amazing, but it does give me that. Um, I think part of it is a placebo effect, the mental satisfaction that I ate something that was good for me, relatively good for me. Um, but it also, you know, it's not stuffing myself with something like pizza, which is delicious, but not exactly the best meal for you all the time. Um, number six is create a list of no's. These are things that you won't, don't, or shouldn't do. Um, seems like kind of a weird thing to say, but some examples, I'll give you examples because that will make this make more sense. Some examples of this are not, you know, committing to going out for drinks on a Friday if you don't want to. Not super relevant while you're in quarantine, but if you aren't and and on a regular basis, these are regular basis things that we're talking about. Um, turn off your phone at night. This has been a huge one for me. I actually, so my phone is set to do not disturb starting at 11 p.m. and it goes until 10 o'clock the next morning. I can still access text messages and whatever if I want to, but generally speaking, my phone is off limits during those hours. Um, and I turn it off so that I still listen to podcasts and all that kind of stuff. So I just put it on Do Not Disturb. Um, if I'm really finding that I'm distracted by myself and I'm listening to podcasts or whatever, I will switch doing it on my iPad because I don't need that distraction. Um, don't check your email at night can be a great one. Put your phone away when you're with someone. This is a big pet peeve of mine. I hate, hate, hate um, when you are trying to have a, a genuine conversation with someone and they are on their phone. I hate that so much. So put your phone away, pay attention to the people around you. It is very, very important. And number seven is laugh when you can. Laughter, they say, is the best medicine. It's probably not the best medicine as far as, you know, medical medicine type related things go, but it is really important. It's very good for your body. Um, so laugh your way to a six pack. I'm just kidding. That's not, I don't know that you can do that, but laugh when you can enjoy life and just generally try to be as happy as possible. I know that is saying a lot and that's not fair, but if you need like a quick laugh, turn on a really funny podcast. That's my go-to. If I am feeling crappy with, I was feeling crappy a few weeks ago. This is how I got into listening to true crime. Obsessed. Sorry. I'm like, there's so many true client crime insert word here. True crime obsessed. So true crime obsessed is where they go and they watch a documentary and then they provide commentary on it. It's a true crime documentary. It is hilarious. And I was just having a really bad week and I decided to, um, look for a new podcast. It appealed to me cause it was like white and had like pink lettering and stuff. And I was like, Oh, this seems like something I would like. So I, I, um, I started listening to it and I fell absolutely in love with it. The hosts are amazing. It is funny. And that's kind of like my go-to. And I actually saved those. So I went through the whole whole catalog of episodes they had. They've been going for like two or three years. And I went through all of them. And I've even listened to some episodes on their Patreon. They were so good <laughs> that I went to go listen to some episodes on their Patreon. Uh, that's how good that I think that they are. Um, but I do save those episodes for like the, the worst part of my week kind of thing. If you need something and you just need a pick-me-up, that's my pick-me-up. They are saved. I get to listen to them, you know, once or twice a week, depending on if they release a Patreon episode. So um, have those laugh fun things for TV for me. That's usually the Orville. I'll go watch Seth MacFarlane's The Orville. I don't, I really like Seth MacFarlane, but I also really dislike some of his stuff like Family Guy. I'm not a huge fan of, but The Orville is like a really good time for me if I want a good laugh and just to enjoy something. Uh, that's usually what I will turn on for my TV. Um, so laugh when you can have those things that are really fun and, and exciting and funny to you. Um, so self-care is really going to be the theme for the next few weeks at the Hello Tay blog. Cause it's just so important. And we're all kind of being stuck 
you know, at home, I'm obviously not going to go, I'm not going to forget my fashion stuff. I, I write about fashion all the time. If you're interested in fashion, you should definitely be checking out the blog. Um, and so we will obviously continue to write about fashion. In fact, today our post is about the comfiest yoga pants that you can have or the, the best yoga clothes you can wear when you're home working and just throw a blazer over those babies and call it a day. Just kidding. Put a blouse on before your next meeting. <laughs> um, but, uh, so I, I'm so obviously there's going to be still lots of fashion and beauty because I love talking about that, but we're adding, you know, most of our extra posts that would come up during the week are going to be related to self care. And we are going to talk about money because I do know so, so many people are concerned about that. With that said, let's talk just a little bit about money. We're going over what I normally would go for for an episode, but I did kind of write this all out and I was like, well, it's going to be a bit of a longer episode, but that's okay. I am assuming that you are home and you need some company. And so this will hopefully, hopefully give you that. Um, so I am not a money expert. I do write a lot of personal finance and business finance um, as a you know content creator. Um, I do lots of research into them, so I'm not just like, blindly writing stuff, despite what my family might think about me. <laughs> um, I do research. I have a master's degree. I'd be really disappointed if I didn't use my research skills to create content. Um, but I'm still not a finance expert. In fact, I'm, I'm not great with numbers in general. So, um, however, I do think it's really important for us to talk about. My, uh, many, many, many of us are freaking out about finances. I am in the same boat, guys, by the way. I totally get it. I am, I am always worried about money. It's like my kryptonite. It's a bad, it's always, in a, it's always a bad thing. No matter how much money I have, I am always worried about it. It's just a, it's a top concern about me. Um, probably had to do with, you know, childhood experiences and all that lovely stuff. Um, so I've always kind of had like a really freak out, um, scarcity type view on money, really bad place to be by the way. Um, and so, you know, things like the coronavirus and, and big changes like this, especially because this is kind of unprecedented as far as, you know, our lifetime, this, you know, quarantines and stuff have happened in the past. <laughs> um, but for us, this is new. Um, and so it, we, we're not, the thing is, you're not really sure what's going to happen tomorrow. If you're anything like me, you have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. I do know that I will have work tomorrow, but I don't know when I will be getting more work or extra work or, and I do have to go look for new clients and that kind of thing. So I do, I am aware of that, um, feeling of just not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. And I think that it's really important to talk about it because money is kind of a taboo topic in the world. We don't talk about it with the people that we need to talk about it with. So I'm going to talk about it to you <laughs> because I'm not as concerned about talking about money. Although I won't talk to my father about it. I will talk to anyone else. <laughs> um, so, uh, how do we approach this, this trying uncertain time? So the first thing is going to be to do your research. So is your government offering assistance? So I live in Alberta, um, that's in Canada. If you're in the States, we have different governments. Our government tends to be a little bit more um, social orientated, socialist, socialist orientated will be some of the words that, you know, some people I know would use. Um, but we used to, we were more people minded. That's the word I'm going to use because I actually, uh, I really appreciate our country. And I think that we do, we do put emphasis on people above some other things. And I think that's important. Politics aside, um, here in Alberta, I know that um, the government has recently amended our Employment Law Act to help out with the trying times and, and some of that uncertainty and that not being paid for times that you might be in quarantine. And so there is some sort of government assistance here in Alberta. I don't know the exact specifics of it because it doesn't apply to me. I am not an employee. I run a company. So those rules um, are not there <laughs> to help me specifically. Um, so it's my understanding, though, that stuff like that exists in other places. So wherever you are, look into the, the assistance that you have. Ask around, by the way. It's okay to ask. I know you might be uncomfortable. And honestly, if you know something and you're like, I'm in you know, Delaware and this is whatever, you can send it to me. I'll post it somewhere. If you don't want to, <laughs> people don't want to ask, I'm happy to post it in the, the 
new Facebook group that I opened that I didn't talk about. I meant to talk about this earlier. Okay, well, we'll talk about it now. I opened a brand new Facebook group. I'm the only one in it. Yay. Um, because if you don't have, you know, friends or family or close people to talk to and you don't have a community, I figured we'll build one. Why not? So you can go find that. Um, the group is called Fat Girls Unite <laughs> because I'm cute <laughs> and I wanted it to be. Um, I will link to that in the show notes so you can go hang out there. There's really no requirements right now of what you join because there's actually no one in it. So go there, join the group, um, and I will post stuff. If we, if I will, I'm ha- happy to start a comment section of resources if people need those for where they can go look. So if you have something or you know something or you have a question, go to the group and post it. And, um, we'll, we'll be happy to see if we can figure it out for you. Um, the second thing that you're going to want to do money related is to build a budget. (laughs) The B word is one of our least favorite words, one of almost everyone's least favorite words. And I think it's because people don't understand how to build a budget. And for the record, I am a hypocrite because I always tell people to build budgets and then I build them myself and I never use them and it's really bad. I am trying really hard to be better with money, just generally myself. Um, And so I am advising you to build a budget knowing that it's something that I will do once and then not do again and whatever, but it it will help you. Let's just, we'll talk about building a short-term budget as in more specifically, let's figure out how much money you need and then how much money you're going to have coming in. Because the thing about it is we're... We're in uncertainty if you are not at work today or you're not, you know, you find out tomorrow that your work is closed and you don't know what to do. Um, You might not know when you're going to open again. I know that in Alberta yesterday on Sunday, the 15th or whatever, they close schools indefinitely. They're just going to give kids a passing grade and call it a day. Um, And so, you know, you might be in a work situation where they're like, we're going to close indefinitely or we can't make it through this, our business is going to fold. I guarantee, you know, guaranteed businesses are going to fold in the next few weeks. So if you're in that situation and you don't know when or what money you're going to have or when you're going to be back at work, it's really important for you to understand how much money you need to spend, how much money you have to pay for bills and rent and all that kind of stuff, and how much money you have coming in so you know what the gap is. Because you can fill that gap. Um, it's not, you know, it's not like a snap and fill the gap. Yay. I suddenly have money, but there are ways that you can fill that gap, but it's, you can't fill it if you don't know what it is. It's kind of what I'm getting at here. Um, I can, I will tell you that as a business owner, I can almost guarantee you that when your business can go back, like when you're, you know, when whatever you work for can open, if they're in a financial state that they are able to open and they are not shutting down because they don't have the money to keep going, they will open as fast as they possibly can because they are losing money when they're not open. So, um, you know, especially if it's a retail store, they are going to, if they make it through the next few weeks and they're able to open again, they will open as fast as they possibly can. Will your hours be modified? I don't know. Probably, maybe you, you know, they might be open and you still might be affected. So, um, you need to figure out how much your bills will cost for the next month. So go back through all of your credit card statements, go back through everything that you have, um, look at your rental agreement, all that kind of thing, figure out what you have, um, and figure out how much you're going to pay for the next month. Fun fact about, um, about getting reduced payments is there's no harm in asking in some cases, look, your, your power company is not going to give you a break. Sorry. As far as I know, they won't. However, you know, you might use them. I know one time I, there was a social media service. I really loved using it, but it really didn't fit into my budget. So I went to cancel it. And I told them, they asked why I can't was canceling it. Um, and they, and I was like, well, you know, your service is too expensive, not in the budget right now. And like within seconds, they reduced it by 50%, which meant, you know, the, you know, $30, whatever I was paying actually ended up being like $10. It was amazing. It was obviously reduced by more than 50%. However, um, so you can, like, there are certain situations where you can ask. That's never a bad option if you need, if you find out your bills are too much and there's things that you need. If there's things that you don't need, I would recommend that you cancel them. Um, you probably don't want to cancel all of your 
streaming services because you're probably going to want one or two of them around, but you probably don't need like five. So if you can part with one or two, that would be great. Or get a free trial <laughs> with one. Cancel, open again as a new user with a, with a new email and a different credit card, um, assuming that you have one, and get a free month and then you can save some money. Sorry, Netflix. I love you, but... <laughs> You can do that with Netflix. I've done it before. Um, so f figure out how much your bills are going to cost, just generally speaking, for the next month. I would encourage you to do it out further, but typically your bills are going to be like month by month, right? So figure out how much you, you're spending a month. Then figure out how much money you know that you have coming in. So if you have a salary coming in, if you don't have a salary coming in, figure out how much money you have, have coming in, and then also how much money you have access to if you have savings or that kind of thing. And then your end goal here is just to figure out, does your money going out equal your money coming in? Hopefully it is equal or more than. If it is less than, you have a gap. Then you need to fill that gap. That's how we figure it out. Look, looking at money sucks. I know. <laughs> I hate looking at my bank accounts. I hate looking at my money. I hate trying to assess how much money I have. I love looking at it, by the way, when I have lots of it, but I don't like looking at it when, you know, it's kind of dwindling. I, so I get that feeling. Um, but it's really, really, really important that you know where you're sitting at um, so that you know how or how much you have to make up or, or you know, where, where you need to make up. So, or what you need to cut. That's also important. All right. So, if you find that you have a gap, what can you do? Well, I would normally be like, go down to the coffee shop and get a, get a part-time job, right? Easiest thing you can do right there. You can't do that today. <laughs> you don't want to work at the coffee shop even if, you're, even if it's open and you're able to because you're going to come into contact with a lot of people and some of those people will probably have come into contact with people with coronavirus and then it's a whole thing. So don't do that to yourself. Um, there are ways, though, you can make money online. Yay, we are living in pretty much unprecedented times where businesses are operating online. Some businesses, like mine, operate fully online. And so we're still going to continue. I Like, obviously, I said I have to shift my business a little bit because of the marketing stuff. But that's okay. I can shift my business and still... Um, still find clients and still do all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of businesses like mine that operate online and there are some of them that hire people. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have the budget to hire people or now would be the time that I would because I could really use an assistant, let's be honest. Um, so businesses with online focuses often hire for part-time jobs. They can hire for contract work or freelance services. So if you need to fill that gap and you're at home, you have computer access and you have a skill, let's figure out what the skill is. So first and foremost, if you're going to fill that gap, you're going to find money or you're going to find a job online to make money. You need to inventory your skills and figure out what you do really good at. And I guarantee there is something that you are really good at, whether it is data entry, whether it is admin work, probably not booking travel right now because you can't do that. Um, but if you are a great writer, if you are a great person who, you know, even if you're really good at using your own personal Instagram account or whatever, if you do social media, there are, there is something that you can sell as far as a service goes. Um, and I will tell you that there really isn't, there's no one that doesn't have a skill that can be sold. That's really important for everyone to know because I know people th sit there and think, oh, I don't have anything. Um, just list out all the things that you love to do. List out all the things that you're good, to, good at doing and figure out if there's anything that you would like to sell. What would you like to make money doing? Um, figure out a focal point. So once you have your skills, pick one or two skills that you can sell. If you're going to do two or more skills, just make sure that they're kind of all in the same area. Otherwise, you're going to be all over the place. Um, decide your market. So who do you want to sell your skills to? Or where can you find a market for that? If you are brand, brand, brand new to freelancing, you can check out somewhere like Upwork or Fiverr. Look, I don't normally recommend these. I actually think that they um, are not great services. But if you're just starting out, they're actually really, really great to get started out. I wouldn't, you know, don't spend more than a few months on there getting some experience, though. That's my advice and then sell your skills. Look, so I know that this was a really super simplified version of how to start a freelance business. <laughs> I do get that, but I did want to give you kind of a quick overview so that you know that it is possible. Um, if you go to the Facebook group, 
that I forgot to mention when I was supposed to mention it, but um, I just mentioned it, so I'm going to mention it again. Um, that is the Fat Girls Unite Facebook group that is connected to the Hello Tay page. That's H-E-L-L-O-T-A-E-E. You can find it on Facebook. You can find it in the show notes. Um, join the group and um, you can find resources on the blog and in the group. Um, there will be some more resources posted this week and then also join the mailing list where I send out other stuff. So, um, I am also currently creating a low cost course to teach freelance, you know, starting a freelance business. Just, I've done it before. I know there's lots of people that are looking for it and I know that they're looking for it because I write a bunch of stuff on freelancing, specifically freelance writing. And those articles are like shooting up in their, (laughs) their views this week and last week. So I know that it's really important to people. Um, so hopefully that will be done in the next like week. Um, it's well on its way. So, um, I will post all of that information into the group. So please go hang out with me on the group. I will be chilling there every day because I am constantly online. So this has been your lovely update on self-care, the coronavirus and money shit. Um, it was a much longer podcast than it normally is. So where can you find me? You can obviously go to the Hello Tay blog to find me. I so encourage you to visit that. I love when people visit the blog because I put a lot of effort into making posts that I love. So hopefully you love them too. You can also find me on Instagram at hello underscore Tay. Um, You can find me on Facebook at hello Tay. All of those are going to be linked in the blog or sorry, in the show notes for this. Um, you can also find my business website at hellotay.com where I post lots of marketing stuff and this week we'll be shifting to a little bit more, um, starting a business stuff just cause I know it's so important to people and I love writing it. So, um, you will also find resources there, but go to hellotay, sign up for the mailing list, get on the group, hang out with me on Instagram and then If you could do me a gigantic favor and tell some of your fat friends about this podcast, I would love it, love it, love it. And if you happen to be listening to this podcast and you happen to like this episode and you would love to give me a little shout out on, you know, Apple, if you happen to be listening through Apple, um, I actually know that most of you listen through Spotify. Totally cool. Um, you cannot rate and review on Spotify. That is okay. I'm do not switch to Apple and go rate and review unless you really, really are itching to, um, because Apple, the app can sometimes be a pain in the ass. But if you happen to be listening on Apple, I would really appreciate it if you, um, you know, gave me five stars and gave me a little, little write up about how awesome or annoying I am. I'm cool with either of those. Um, and I will catch you on Wednesday. On Wednesday, we have a great interview coming up. Um, from one of my fat friends in the community episodes. And then we'll be back on Friday. And I think on Friday we're going to cover fashion from the Oscars because I've been meaning to put that episode out for a while. And it's time because it is Fashion Friday. So I will talk to you lovely ladies in a few days. If you miss me, go to the Facebook group or go to the blog. And we will talk soon. Thank you.